0: quarter of the season is in the books who's panicking who's not panicking who's overperforming who's underperforming and who's going to continue on through the rest of the season this is not a fantasy football podcast need anyone to be telling me anything about inconsistencies okay i'm doing it this week we're we're back at it uh, the recaps are coming back for those of you in the FFAc league uh th- this I'm doing a great job of keeping this podcast alive right making it a general fantasy football podcast that only releases bi-weekly this is gonna change it will change it's not like I have anything else going on truly besides the white sox but that's baseball stuff baseball stuff that do- that does have me quite uh I wouldn't say distracted but but right now, My focus, listen people, I'm I'm a bigger White Sox fan than than any other sport. Like, I love fantasy football, but The White Sox have my undivided attention right now. There's a game going on in a little bit, but you know what? I'm going to get this podcast in. There's stuff to talk about. There are injuries, unfortunately. There are some. It's time. If you haven't pushed the panic button yet and your team's sitting at two and two or one and three and you're falling behind in the standings, the time is now to panic. Start making blockbuster trades, like figure something out to switch it up if you have players that are that aren't performing to the degree that you thought they were going to perform or that they were supposed to perform right let's start off with Alvin Kamara because he had a solid bounce, bounce back in in week three but and it's I'm not saying he's playing terribly but I'm saying I'm saying for like fantasy purposes and for the amount of production that you're looking for someone that goes top five top six uh 10 to 12 points Oh, a week is just not cutting it, not cutting it at all. However, you should take some solace in the fact that uh, someone like Dalvin Cook isn't even in the top 10 anywhere right now. If, you, if you're if you an Alvin Kamara owner, you should be looking for options to like get production elsewhere. And hopefully you do. Hopefully your teams are built in a way that you can sustain some type of lower production. But when you're taking these players in the top rounds, like that's kind of tough. Dalvin cook though, is, uh, do I want to say cooked? The Minnesota Vikings offense isn't like great, but you should expect Dalvin cook to play. well, And he has not been doing that. We're, we're entering week five now. And listen, it's very possible that some of these players, you know, get a little Derrick Henry on us. And then the second half of the season, they make a run. But the the problem with like trying to count and bet on that is how, how deep in the hole do you get? And can you hold off a, a potentially just having your season be done midway, like six, seven weeks into a season? I don't know, because what are what are we're at 17 game seasons now in the NFL but not all your leagues have extended the the additional game for your regular season some of you are still running your your standard 15 week season 16 week seasons so if that's the case then you're really running out of time here but listen we're going to talk about some options we're going to talk about where we can go from here where you can go Talk about the QBs. Talk about some wide receivers. We have Thursday Night Football coming up. And, you know, whoa, we're going to put you at ease here. We're going to put you at ease here. Maybe maybe these episodes should come out a little bit sooner than the Thursday. But, but the biggest injury from last week heading into this week is, is David Montgomery. And David Montgomery has been playing pretty well. He's something like... RB six, RB seven. He's he's playing very well for his average draft position. Um, and just unfortunate, just super unfortunate. He's out four to five weeks. Right, the Bears still don't have Tariq Cohen back. So now you're counting on Williams, who has produced, can produce. He's produced in the past. Um, but now that workload's going to go there, and you're 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 probably you're just not going to get uh a David Montgomery production from him. Right. There, there's a potential. Again, he has performed decent in the past. Like, you could potentially expect him like in the middle of a pack for, for running back. So, like, you can easily slot him in. He's pretty much picked up in most leagues at this point. Uh, he's like at a 66% own percentage. So, there are still leagues out there that haven't picked up a Damian Williams. And he's going to be the every down back uh, for the Bears. And they had, uh, I mean, albeit against the Lions, a decent comeback. Uh, after that, that terrible Browns game, the offensive line looked good enough. Obviously Montgomery had already rushed for a hundred yards and before the injury, and he had the potential to keep going even further. So, you know, I would tread lightly, continue to tread lightly, but you have some options there. Otherwise, maybe you go look at it like a, a Kenneth Gainwell out of, uh, out of Philly or a uh, Samaji Perrine, but I mean, these guys aren't really going to get like any real workload. You're what? You're maybe thirty yards rushing and a reception or two. And one of these, I mean, sure, one of these you'll 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 catch lightning in a bottle. And one of these will give you probably a touchdown down the stretch here in the coming weeks while the, your backfield gets healthy. Or or if you you know, you have other running backs, RB2s or flex spot that just isn't giving you enough production. There's options there, but really these are, these are players that are more just injury handcuffs, you know? So, um, it's, it's, it's it's slim pickings out there. If you're in need of a running back, you're going to have to go make a trade at this point. If you're, if you're thin at running back due to injuries or underperformance otherwise. That said, we're going to keep keep on the on the trend with the running backs right now. I was just talking about Dalvin Cook. If there is a team for Dalvin Cook to kind of bounce back and like become the Dalvin Cook that went drafted top 5 in most leagues, uh it's going to be against the Detroit Lions. You know, they the the defense there is not great. They're a scrappy team, they're a solid team. Like if you're a fan of the Lions, I'm sorry, Ryan, I'm sorry. Uh Shit's not looking pretty right now. But <laughs> for Dalvin Cook owners, this is gonna be a nice potential return to form, or at least maybe it gets some momentum going, and maybe it gets gets him going. If he cannot get going against the Detroit Lions, it's you panic. You need to like at this point, you're probably not gonna get a ton of trade value. Hopefully, hopefully a good bounce back game provides you some trade value. And that's when I start looking at options there. Maybe get you a different uh a wide receiver and a running back package or something to kind of fill that void a little bit. But if he can't bounce back against the Lions, I don't know. I don't know how he continues to to perform the rest of the season. And I think you you really start worrying if he's on your team and and hopefully you have other players that can that can kind of pick up the slack a little bit. But that that would be that would be if, if you're not already panicking, that would be pretty much I don't want to say the nail in the coffin because, again, five weeks in and you could have a bounce back second half. It's possible, but it's not great, especially if you're already sitting at one and three, two and two, oh, and four. Not great. Not great. Two and two is probably OK, but anything less than that, it's, it's already time to like really look at your options here. But let's let's get let's get into some of the matchups, some of the players to get, to look out for and and see where we go from there, because we have the Rams and the Seahawks going on Thursday night football. Uh, Stafford, not a great game. They got blown out by by Arizona last week. Uh, but I do think this is a little bit of a bounce back game. This is going to be um, not so much. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a shootout game potentially here with the. Uh, with Wilson and Stafford, but I do think that Stafford and Cup, that connection has been strong. Deep. Every every good player and every strong connection is going to have a down week here and there, right? This is going to—they're going to be fine. They're going to come back to form. Cooper Cup's gonna gonna bring you back that wide receiver one top top five receiver performance. Not—he's not going to give you a, a Tyreek Hill last week, giving you dropping forty plus points, which was insane. But but. Cooper Cup has dropped uh, quite a few points a couple of times this week's. I mean, uh, this season so far, a week over week. So, I fully expect that to to kind of return and bounce back uh, a little bit uh, on on the, the Seahawks side. Uh, I think Chris Carson um, and and Russell Wilson continue to like keep that offense flowing a little bit it's good thing for for chris carson owners good thing for russell wilson owners and and uh any of the other wide receivers over there dk metcalf tyler lockett and so on uh as far as the running back situation with the rams goes though uh i was hoping i mean i think a lot of people were hoping that sonny michelle was was going to be a little bit more impactful last year he had that fumble and then didn't see the ball the rest of the night uh so if daryl henderson gets off to a good start He's going to get pretty much all the touches. And I think Sonny Michel is going to continue to basically be a a non-option. Like, it just just doesn't exist practically. You get your touch here and there. Uh, And at this point, you're only holding on to him with the potential that Daryl Henderson, in the event, not potential, you don't want to, nobody hopes for it, with the, uh, in case Daryl Henderson goes down. Then Sonny Michel. Still, I think I still... I like him, but just the Rams aren't really like putting him in in any in any capacity at this point. And then if he's fumbling, if he's fumbling the damn ball, of course, he's not going to get any more play time. But I do like Sonny Michelle as a little bit more of a catch pass receiving back um, there. So there's some potential. I wouldn't drop him just yet, Um but if we go through another couple of weeks of this type of basically non-existence, then yeah, you're probably going to be free to drop someone like a uh, Sunny Michelle. Uh, Robert Woods uh, scored a garbage time touchdown, but he's not been great. Uh, what, what, there's like a huge gap between Cup and Robert Woods, which is a lot very disappointing for a lot of Robert Woods owners because. That ball will spread out a little bit more evenly with golf, even though yeah, it's golf, right? We're t- again, we're talking about fantasy football here. Real football fans get off my dick. De- uh, but no, it's basically the Cooper Cup show there. And, and I fully expect them to game plan to bring back Cooper Cup to better performance than last week. So him and Stafford getting along fantastically. Uh, they're BFFs. That connection is going to continue throughout the rest of the season. It's Cooper Cup show. Sorry, Robert Woods owners. As far as tight ends in this matchup, Tyler Higbee hasn't really done anything really. Um, and then Gerald Everett was out with COVID last week. So uh, I I really just expect it's going to be Chris Carson, Darryl Henderson, DK Metcalf and Cooper Cup. And then obviously some sprinkling of, of the others, Woods, Jefferson, Lockett and so on. But Tight ends, basically not, not so much what you were expecting here. I think a lot of people were pretty high on Higby. Uh, hasn't really shown it just yet, uh, but he's been a solid, you know, middle of the road tight end as, as, as one has. So it, it, he'll be okay, but uh, don't expect him to carry a major workload for you. He might be a solid trade piece, though. He could be a solid trade piece if you're looking, you're looking for um, a package deal somewhere. Now, I do want to touch on uh, Cordero Patterson here real quick before we get into any of the other matchups. I think if if you picked up Cordero Patterson in the late rounds, you're obviously thrilled with his performance. He's been crushing it. He's been crushing it for his his rank uh, draft position. If maybe he went undrafted in some of your leagues. I doubt it. But it's possible. Uh, if he's available, obviously pick him up. But but I do think you're potentially in a situation where I consider selling high. And that's not saying that's not to say that he's going to fall off or I anticipate his uh performance to fall off. I think I think he's found a good setup there with uh with the Falcons. But that if if you're if you're thin at running back. And maybe you have like a Camara or you have uh, some some injured. You have a David Montgomery, some injured players um, that or, or players that aren't Cause there are not underperforming. Because there Patterson's a solid uh, trade piece that you could look into without being he's going. He's going to he's going to sell pretty high for for a Cordero Patterson. Right. But he's a solid piece that can get that can slide in an RB2 and fill in that that hole pretty nicely on the on the New York Jets side. you've you've got to be completely desperate and if you can't make any trades then then you're gonna have to like gamble on one of the running back by committee options that you have over there uh but michael carter seems to be like the one that they're going with a little bit more heavily but that feels like it's flop uh like flip-flopping a little bit uh week week by week so tread lightly you got to be desperate for those Cordell Patterson though. I think is a solid trade piece. So if you have them, you can sell high. If you're in need for a running back, uh you're probably going to have to send some something of value in return. But it could be a potentially good option if you're like heavy on one position and thin at at, at running back. Again, continuing on the the running back situation and uh, we talked about the Lions and we talked now we got the Lions and and the Vikings. We talked about Dalvin Cook earlier. Um uh, but I want to focus on the Lions here a little bit. This one's a little bit unfortunate for me, slightly, uh, as a DeAndre Swift owner. But it seems like the the idea behind the Lions strategy is to start giving Jamal Williams some more looks um, in in that backfield, which isn't great if you're a DeAndre Swift owner because he's been playing pretty well, but Jamal Williams has come in and, and has been a solid option for them. And with an 0-4 team, they're obviously going to be looking at ways to switch up their offensive scheme and trying to do some some things that switch up the, uh, the, the, the flow of the game a little bit so they hopefully don't g- capture a first win. I don't know if it's going to happen this week, but it's not uh, the most enthusiastic thing to hear uh, that that DeAndre Swift uh, is probably going to lose some touches. It's not because of a lack of skill or anything by Swift, from what I've seen at least. Lions fans, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Ryan, I know you're listening. Uh, And it's more about Jamal Williams looking good and and them liking what they see from him, which means they're probably going to split the the backfield load there a little bit, a little bit. As far as Davin Cook... uh, the way that David Montgomery kind of ran over all over them. I do. I do expect Alvin cook to kind of have a bounce back and finally give you that top five production that, that people have been waiting for all season because it has not been pretty at all. So that if, if you're a Dalvin cook owner here, uh, honestly, I'd still look at trades if you haven't done so already. But if you don't, uh, this is a solid week to write it out on and then see what happens. It's 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 going to swing one way or the other at that. uh, You're going to you're going to head into next week and you're going to say, damn it, I should have traded him and gotten a little bit more value or or you're going to be like, all right, cool. He's back and maybe I hold on to him. Maybe I sell high. But this is basically the make or break week for Dalvin Cook owners before they start looking at him as a, like, real, okay, I, I got to trade this piece and, and, and figure out some other options here. And then tight ends. Man, tight ends have not had, uh, at least for, for tight ends, younger tight ends that we were hoping for uh, this season. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, just speaking about the Lions. A uh, couple of quiet games in a row here, back-to-back weeks. Um, he had a lot of targets in, in that Bears game, but he's not really, like he's he's not perform- he hasn't performed yet uh besides like that one or two weeks that he showed some flashes and i think he's a strong a really good tight end it's just that offense and that team doesn't feel super well i think eventually they f- they get into some flow so there's a potential there um and if they're switching it up that means that you know uh jamal williams might get some of the more red zone looks but Hawkinson is a talented tight end. I hold on to him. Um, it's not like the the tight end position is particularly deep. So you kind of got what you got. Um, I feel like it's a similar situation to to like Kyle Pitts over, over in Atlanta. Also hasn't like been super exciting. Uh, hasn't even caught a touchdown yet uh, as far as Pitts goes. So your tight ends, you kind of are sitting on who you have at this point, unless you have, you know, a kelsey a darren waller which that that vegas offense is is looking solid they're not looking they're not looking bad there i think they're surprising a little bit uh some people a little bit uh your mark andrews your george kittles uh and so on but other than that it, it kind of like all it it doesn't fall off a cliff but it all kind of like blends in together and you're looking for pl- these players are giving you like a, the big chunk of them is is like eight, six to eight points like you're not getting a ton unless they, they they get touchdowns and um it's been it's been wide receiver running back shows for the most part uh four weeks into the season but let's talk about some trade options because you you know who's playing well you know who's playing well and who's not playing well but i think if you're owners of like uh and and i even i say this as a nick chubb owner and then someone that was very high on nick chubb um if you're a uh, Nick Chubb or or uh, Cordero Patterson, which we talked about earlier, or a Debo Samuel, a Zach Moss. I think these are all like candidates to like start making some trades for, which if you're if you're like thin at running running back wide receiver, you're probably gonna have to pay a, pay a pretty penny here. But the there are options here available for people. I think uh especially if you're having like a good start to the year, there's there there is a tendency to want to just hold on to what works um and and i and i think playing safe and never taking any risk is not a way to win fantasy football you got to make some some moves you got to you got to shoot shoot for something and And at this point of of the season, entering week five, I I don't know if we're like full on desperation mode yet. I know that there are some all four teams out there that are for sure in desperation mode. But a lot of teams are sitting in their two and two, maybe the three and one, one and three. If you go into week five and and heading into week six, one week later, now you're looking at some two and threes, some three and twos, and like, okay, okay, now I really start making some moves. So, like, potentially, I just sit on this. this week just one more week um i don't think it'll be too late at that point but then you start looking at players that you might want to start uh, uh drafting and i think a uh, chubb is a good candidate a uh, a cooper cup is a good candidate a debo samuel is a good candidate mike williams mike williams probably is is a little late on that one if you did couldn't sell high on him anymore uh, jamar chase potentially i think these are players that you can get some really good value especially for players that have been like booming in the first part of the season because historically these players level out they level out and that's not to say that they can't be part of a winning team for to make a run at your fantasy championship but if you can get value for them now and flip them into multiple players that are consistent that will re- reach you get some re- con- consistency on the return end there two for one why wouldn't you make those trades sure maybe it thins you out a little bit at a, at at your running back or wide receiver positions but then you balance that out with the additional players that you get obviously don't make stupid trades but these are these are players that I would be looking at potentially flick uh, flipping uh someone like Joe Mixon as well who has had a bit of a resurgence, you know, kind of turned it, turn it around a little bit, uh, it is another candidate. I think I think you start looking at trades not only if you are in panic mode, not only if you're sitting at zero wins. I think if you're sitting closer to the top of your leagues and you have a comfortable lead, um, look, go look at some of the players that you could potentially flip for, for some more depth. Because th- there are scenarios where that's going to be a win-win for everyone. I know you're not everyone's uh, heavy at at tight end or or at, uh, at running back or wide receiver. There's so, there's some gap you need to fill. So go fill that gap and and don't be afraid to leverage some of your RB ones, wide receiver ones, tight end ones, even to to kind of get there. It the, it trading is not just for the team that is in need it's also for a team that doesn't have that much of a need but can flip that for value and and that that's a legitimate strategy to take on all right let's get into some ffac folks some ffac ffac FFAcentral.com. if you want to keep up with our league our best league in the world we're the best um no these we got we got some solid matchups here uh stefan and mj playing each other three and one and two and two stefan has uh had a great couple of weeks just scoring like crazy last week i think he put up 147 something like that points but he's actually an underdog against mj who's sitting at two and two um i think that that's probably accurate i'm gonna go with mj in this one um i think the it's it's kind of hard to continue to score at that level but at the same time stefan has taken over the most points in the league i think we get an upset here though i could be entirely wrong but it seems like a pretty even matchup this week so i'm gonna go with mj mj's gonna take this over over stefan let's talk about adam and ryan ryan the existing champion sitting at oh and four man brutal but it's not like adam's lighting it up either uh adam's one and three this is the 11th and 12th ranked teams in the league um that that needs some help i do think ryan finally gets his first win here um which which will put them both at one and four but I think Ryan's team turns it around here. I think players like Mike Evans and, and Mike Williams and uh, Gibson, uh, Ryan picked up Damian Williams, which was the correct move um, after the Montgomery injury. So I think there's a potential here for, uh, for Ryan to turn it around. I will say, though, that Adam Jones, is, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. That Adam pulls this off uh, with Aaron Jones, Barkley, Chase, Cooper. I think Cooper is probably still a little hurt, still a little hurt, so that might hurt uh, Adam a little bit. Uh, As far as everyone else, I think I I just I just have a feeling that the matchups with against Vegas and and New Orleans and Cleveland uh, make a little bit more sense for for Ryan this week, and I think Yahoo's reflecting that accurately. Not always, but they're reflecting accurately. I'm gonna go with ryan uh on to fireball and jay two and two and one and three this one's a little bit of tougher fireball of course sitting without a kicker again on his roster so we're gonna have to like give him shit for that but i think jay figures this one out too his team has uh, underperformed a little bit i'd I'm wor- I'm, again i would still continue to be worried about robert woods over there um but devontae Adams, obviously is going to give give him perform well mark andrews is top five tight end this year so far Najee harris has been playing solid um t higgins is the one that i'm not super sure like how he's going to bounce back just um after being being out for a couple of weeks um but it's the right move to get him started and i think that potentially is the the a difference maker for this team uh, compared to like a CD Lamb, who I anticipate falling off just a little bit, just a little bit. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I anticipate that falling off just a little bit, even with the injury or not injury, but e- even if Amari Cooper isn't a 100%. So um I-, I think Jay takes it. This one's going to be this one's going to be closer than, than Yahoo is saying it will be uh, as far as Cody and Spencer goes. um Co- Cody, man this team i think is not good (laughs) i'm sorry dude i'm sorry bud um but let's let's just go down his his roster yeah uh patrick mahomes is patrick mahomes so he's fine there but then juju wide receiver 44 uh julio jones wide receiver 93 uh jonathan taylor uh what is he uh, running back 11 so solid but then joe mixon running back 65 up and down a little bit uh tj hawkinson brandon cooks um yeah, I don't know. It feels like there's too many, too many highs and lows here, and mostly lows. Where whereas Spencer's rolling with Rogers, who's who's bounced back after rough week one, is being Aaron Rodgers, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Kamara, Kamara here is a little bit concerning. Um, again, just based on his output to to what we expect from someone like him. But the matchup here in particular is fine so then you got james robinson over in jacksonville has been playing okay as well uh darren waller our tight end two right now again that that vegas offense is looking looking solid and i'm feeling uh not a great week last week but he's been playing solid and i think he bounces back again against detroit so minnesota's the minnesota offense here has a, a opportunity to potentially blow up so uh, I think I think Spencer wins this one pretty handily. I don't think this one's even close. Sorry, Cody. I apologize. Happy birthday, though. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, ben and Shelby. Let's talk about Ben and Shelby. Shelby, who I will say, uh, a couple of weeks ago, not the highest, not the highest uh, or the lowest point uh, scoring team in the league, but was sitting undefeated. She's three and one now but kind of turning it up, spinning it up a little bit. Ben is very, not very confident in his team. I think this one's also a weird matchup. I don't know exactly where some of these players continue to go, if they continue playing well or or fall off a little bit. Stephon Diggs is going to be fine for Ben, right? Like That Buffalo offense and that connection from Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs is totally fine. Uh, Calvin Ridley uh, is, I think consistently put, put together a few weeks in a row with like 10 plus targets uh, no touchdowns uh in the last couple of weeks uh but against the jets maybe maybe he turns it around and he'll be he'll be okay uh and then everyone else is just kind of middle of the pack very middle of the pack which is fine uh and then same thing kind of a similar situation for for Shelby. and so you're still riding with with odell uh chris carson dalvin cook here's Shelby, here you go. I talked a lot about that Dalvin Cook stuff. That Alvin Cook action. Dalvin Cook. Oh, my goodness. So, I think, I think Shelby, Shelby edges this one out. So, Ben drops to two and three, and Shelby goes up to four and one. She's had a couple of ba- uh, good weeks, and I think, I think this is a matchup where I think Yahoo is undervaluing her, her team. And then she doesn't even have a def- defense p- popped in yet. She's, uh... She's a plus three underdog right now. But once you get a a defense popped in there, it'll be totally fine. It'll be totally fine. And then as far as my team goes, yours truly against Zach, who's three and one. But oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. He is not scoring points. He, He currently sits worst in the league in points scored. Like here here are th- this is like one of those situations where it's definitely better to be lucky than good, right? Uh let's go through some of the 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 scores where he won last week. 82 to 78. The the week before that, 102 to 96. The week before that, lost, only put up 78 points. Week 1 put up 120 120 points. So week 1's really the only week where Zach put up any points of subs- substance. Um and then he's running up against me, who is second in the league in points scored, only only behind Stefan by like three points, has consistently put up over 110 points week over week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay undefeated, baby. Five and no, baby. I was coming back with a vengeance this this year, this season, and I'm holding true to form, baby. It's it, I'm, I'm going all the way. I'm ready to go all the way. Stefan's team, actually uh scares me a little bit. Uh so we'll, we'll see we'll see how that goes, but I do anticipate a pretty hefty win over over Zach, I think. Uh Tyreek Hill's not going to give me my 40 points again this week, but he could potentially. Uh, I think another shootout game in Buffalo, poten- I don't think. I don't maybe it's not necessarily a shootout, but that that Kansas City defense is is Swiss cheese, baby. There's holes everywhere so josh allen uh is gonna have a field day he's gonna he's gonna go off against kansas city which means that patch patty mahomes and tyreek hill are gonna have to you know sling that football even if that buffalo defense is a little bit better that means tyreek hill is gonna get some of his points uh anticipate cooper cup getting you know performing continue to perform well probably not to the degree he has the first few weeks but he'll continue to perform well. Kareem Hunt stops stealing Chubb's touchdowns. Oh my God, it drives me up a wall, but Nick Chubb's going to be doing great. DeAndre Swift's the only one that concerns me a little bit just with the way that the Detroit offense is is going to do that. Uh, And then AJ Green. We haven't talked about AJ Green, man. He has uh, generally uh, a healthy consensus in the preseason to be uh, the the NFL comeback player of the year. Uh, And he's had a couple of back-to-back really solid weeks touchdown week two 112 receiving yards week three last week 67 yards but a touchdown so I want that trend to continue and I expect that trend to continue I think I'm gonna get this one pretty handily against the likes of you know Justin Jefferson Kenny Galladay Miles Gaskin Chubba Hubbard Tyler Higbee I mean these players are just fine they're fine. They're not going to get him the points that he he he'll need. Sorry, sorry, Zag. You can make me eat my words if I'm completely wrong about this one. All right. But that's the roundup. That's the roundup heading into week five. After week four, make your trades. Start looking at your trades. Start looking at your options. There are options here for people. Sell high. Don't sell low. Play the stock market. The the fantasy football stuff. And let's go White Sox, baby. Let's go White Sox, baby. I'm going to go watch the game now. Goodbye. Okay,